0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Wrestling Headlines WWE Raw Review. My name is Matt May, AKA Imp, and we are live here on Wrestling Headlines YouTube, and also available later in podcast form. Links in the description, or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for related wrestling news and Monday Night Raw. Oh, what a uh, what an interesting show Monday Night Raw was. As I realised, the sounds a little bit low, so turn it up a little bit. A whole way from wrong. <laughs> but anyway, hello. Yeah, talk about more with two interesting points I kind of got but the main thing Hell in a Cell is done with a show that's gone down in the books as doesn't really matter <laughs> and onto money in in the bank we roll. Uh, the road to Wrestlemania didn't reinvigorate Raw. Wrestlemania itself didn't either. Will the end of the Thunderdome era and the return of live fans finally do it? Well this show we not when we find that out. <laughs> this is not that show. We've uh, we've got another month of wheel spinning to get through first. And how do you follow up Hell in a Cell? Sorry, how how do you follow up Hell in a Cell? Well, that's, that's, uh, there's only one way. There is only one way. And that is Smackdown vs. War 2006 method. You book a Hell in a Cell. You follow it up. With Hell in a Cell. <laughs> just, ah. Oh, just, oh. There is no other way to follow up Hell in a Cell. You, you led in. The go home. The go home. The lead, the final bit. That was set up by a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown. The, the Roman Reigns and Mysterio. The match that I was most excited for coming into WrestleMania. And it's on SmackDown. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And now we're in a situation where the show that the match I was most interested in is no longer on the pay per view, that's weird. Okay, let's go along with it. <laughs> but then we get to Monday Night Raw, and their main event—it's a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> so, okay, so you led into Head in a Cell pay per view with a Hell in a Cell match, and then you follow up Head in a Cell with a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> it's just oh, it's just. Where did they get these ideas from? <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Where on earth did you think of that idea to do a Hell in a Cell match? But is—is there a chance? It's one too many. <laughs> just a, just an inkling. Like, is there a chance that it's like maybe it's just one too many Hell in a Cell matches? Like, just just a thought. Four Hell in a Cell matches across three shows, maybe a bit much. <laughs> just it absolutely screams. Just oh, just oh, just. The rumours of the USA Network being like, hey, that's not fair that, that Fox got a head in a cell. We're not happy about that. How come they get a head in a cell? What do we get? Do <laughs> do we these thing of, do you want one as well? <laughs> it's fine. You can get one too. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'll talk about how this was set up. This is the main thing to talk about. Let's get on with it. So they opened up the June 21st edition, 2021, of Moonlight Raw with the WWE Champion Bobby Lashley, the champion accompanied by MVP and Lashley's lovely ladies. Uh, Finally, in a world where WWE have written themselves into having to give us a new challenger, whoever it may be, may be Kofi Kingston come on down, they've set this up. So thumbs there, like the Kofi Kingston as a challenger hasn't come out of nowhere. This is a very easy to transition into challenger. And I feel like it's quite a good one for the first one in front of live fans because he's legitimately somebody the fans will get behind whilst uh, not going too crazy if he doesn't win. As in, this isn't 2019 <laughs> where uh, there was a reason there was the, the, the fan kind of just turning off backlash to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But in 2021... Yeah, he put on a really strong match, but he's fine to lose to Bobby Lashley. Keep, keep him going till SummerSlam. And uh, Kirby Houston came down, bringing actual toast <laughs> to the celebration. It's <laughs> stu- kind of stupid gag I, I'm fine with, I love. Uh, as well as footage of his Raw win over Bobbers from the other week. Uh, Bobby obviously not taking him seriously, uh, given those victories came with quite the hand of help, but a match with ex- uh, at money in the bank is given. You'll be Kofi versus Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. And then Xavier Woods challenged Bobby Lashley to a match. And it's like, okay, this is... We know that you'll face Kofi, but how about tonight you face it, Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley likes to sound like that. Like, I get to beat you up, but what have you done to face me, the almighty Bobby Lashley? So Xavier Woods... It's like, it turns into a match. Inside hell in a cell. <laughs> just, and David was just saying like, and it will be inside hell in a cell. And just immediately, just that reaction. Because <laughs> again, me being English I, English, I watched this early this morning. I wasn't there watching it live <laughs> to watch it early this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a bit of a laugh. is like, oh, okay, this is, this is, uh, this is USA, reportedly unhappy with Fox. The, uh, that they got in an a Hell in a Cell match, well, I guess we've got to give them one too. <laughs> let your brother play too, Jimmy. But well, It won't make any sense. He's not been part of the let your brother play too. <laughs> and that's where we are now. <laughs> like, fine, Jimmy gets the, oh, come along, Jimmy. No one knows who you are, but playing some form of game where got it doesn't, it doesn't matter, Jimmy. Yeah, it's, it's fine, <laughs> it's, yeah. That's the situation we're in. We've got a Hell in a Cell match. Why? it's yeah. <laughs> just the jokes online of why not just add it, head in a cell to everything or do do everything inside in a cell <laughs> just every week trot it out it's just like yeah talk about watering down what was meant to be like this massive dangerous kind of stipulation and WWE doing the cell still hype up the pay-per-view it's just like this on this one show a year the WWE wrestlers really put their bodies on the line except for this year where Bobby Lashley is so perfectly fine he's he's happy just to pop in again because he doesn't, he'll be fine. Doesn't really mean anything. I like, eh, yeah. I mean, I get the point of the whole thing. It make Bobby Lashley look awesome and strong getting to beat up Xavier David Woods in front of Kofi Kingston uh, where there's nothing Kofi can do about it and you've got the awesome visual the hell in the cell and USA get happy because they get the hell in the cell match. But, you know, it's, is four Hell in a Cell matches in three back-to-back shows because it's Smackdown, Hell in a Cell itself, and then Raw. We get Hell in a Cell main events on all of them. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> also, the magic of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, why does it even matter when you can just have a Hell in a Cell on any of the shows willy-nilly? I guess over... <laughs> there's the oversaturation issue, there's the making it less special when you can just have one. Cool. It's not a feud ender. It's, it's gone from this big, massive feud-ending stipulation to randomly on an episode of Raw with absolutely no build, <laughs> no anticipation, hardly any animosity between the two competitors before this show. <laughs> Aside from, I guess, Kofi Kingston and Bobby Lashley, Javen Woods and Bobby Lashley, what, what animosity is there? Aside from, though, kind of the, the obvious what would exist and it by proxy in Kofi Kingston, as if, what I'm saying is what warrants it being in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Aside from Hell in a Cell was last night, what warrants it being inside head of a Cell? And my favourite part <laughs> is when they announce it'll be inside Hell Cell and the commentator is like, no, you don't say. It can't be, it can't be. And the camera pans up and there's a whacking great head in a Cell above them. <laughs> the Cell's just there. <laughs> and the commentator's like, I can't believe it. It can't be inside head in a Cell. No way. The structure's here. It's like, what do you mean no way the structure's here? Are you blind? <laughs> you would have seen that walking in. was like, oh, yeah. It's just the little things. For me, that's kind of a nitpicky thing. Because I really enjoyed this more. <laughs> I'll get to that later. So the main event, let's talk about the main event. The Hell of the Cell match itself. Bobby Lee Lashes versus Xavier Woods inside the cell. Uh, so here we are. Four Hell of the Cell matches in four days, in three shows, this latest one on a whim. <laughs> At that point. Uh, talk about watering down an apparently dangerous match type. <laughs> just like just whip it out whenever. Tis the season. Tis the season to be to be silly. <laughs> like the first, and I'm building it up as well throughout the show. This will be like the first time in 23 years that there's been a hell in a cell match on Raw. Three days since it was last on TV. <laughs> it's not quite got the same sting. Where there's like, I can't believe. Like it's been 23 years since we've had a hell in a cell match in Raw. Isn't that incredible? And I was watching it going, you had one on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been that long since it was last on TV. <laughs> like, quite seriously. Uh, like, like, mum, it's not fair. Why can't I have one? Fine. Here you go, Jimmy. <laughs> Fine. Like, Though no, that said, it was a really fun main event. If you're able to put aside all of those other criticisms, it was a really fun main event. It was not, like, the best Hell in a Sound match ever. It's, in terms of ranking them, it's right near the bottom. But... It was still, for Mononite Raw, it was still a really fun main event. Xavier got in way more offense than I was expecting. At Woods with some charging fight, running drop kicks, wielding kendo sticks, an amazing springboard elbow through a table and all. But eventually he got caught by the beast and he was trapped inside, his best friend watching on from the outside, completely unable to do anything to help. And lastly, locking in the hurt lock and the New Day man was out. MVP locking himself inside the cell for the post-match beatdown as Lashley sent a message through Woods. And it was like 15 minutes of a really fun match as they kind of get that feeling of, right, Bobby Lashley is going to destroy this man. As if Woods gets in way more offense than you were expecting. It just has some fantastic spots, just raining on him with fire. Even when he's taken down, he's able to get back up and have a second rush, a second wind. But eventually Bobby Lashley catches him, destroys him, and at that point, once he's beaten him in the ring, and MVP locks the cell, you know what's happening. It's going to get just destroyed by Bobby Lashley, and the, that message sent through him <laughs> to Kobe Kingston. So, yeah, it was a. I genuinely enjoyed it. The, of course, the the main like the main cons with it is the fact that it was a hell in the cell match, and we're kind of like as a longer again, longer term fans will find it more irritating maybe than completely fresh ones. But you are seeing a match type that was deemed this dangerous, special, feud-ending thing, which then got branded as a pay-per-view every year, so then it turned into, well, we've got us to do a sale match because it's that time of year, to now at a point where even the TV is perfectly fine just to feature a sale match because it's that time of year. You can book it on a whim on the show. Like, this time last Monday, there was zero plans (laughs) to have this match, (laughs) which is, again, that's one of the main peeves I keep coming back to. When we see like a big idea on Monday Night Raw, that you're watching it knowing that the previous week there were abs- there was absolutely no pieces laid down to set this up. This was made up for this show with no setup, and like main event this big, getting zero setup before this show, uh, and yeah. then it's it's hindsight books because you've used the Kofi Kingston Bobby Lashley stuff where Kofi Kingston Drew McIntyre were going for like the number one contendership. Like you've got that to work with. So it's not completely empty. You've hindsight booked. You've taken what was there to create this new thing. WWE, often pretty good at that. But, yeah, this is a, like, Hell in a Cell match. For the first time ever, we've witnessed this, where Hell in a Cell match gets booked on a whim on the show that it's on. <laughs> Just, uh, there's that degrading. But the match itself was fun. So in terms, of, like, as a review, it really does depend how you go at this. Like, is it, to see seeing it get booked on a win with no build and then the match itself is, there's nothing wrong with it. It was fun, it was entertaining, but by hell and a Cell standards, it's obviously lower. Like, if that's too, is that too degrading for you? <laughs> then, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna struggle with it. But if you're able to enjoy it, regardless of that stuff, like the match itself, there's nothing wrong with the match itself. The guys did a great match, as is normally the case. Like, Monday Night Raw, as much as I crap on it, I've enjoyed most of their main events. Like, it's a running theme. I really struggle for the majority of their show. But the final 15 minutes <laughs> are a joy as it gets to the actual wrestling and the give it timers. rarely BS finishes. Or if they are, they're full of hype and carnage. And this hell is so much no different. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun ending to a show. And to kind of, like, twist the fun knife a little bit. And nah, that's a bit too vicious. Let's <laughs> tone it down a bit imp. Yeah, to uh, surprise a little bit more, I guess. So I've, I've been pretty negative with these reviews, especially since I guess ugh, Royal Rumble. I don't know, like the Road to WrestleMania. I was like, okay, Raw for me was lacking a bit of direction it towards the end of 2020. Yeah, you know, a bit of a lot of repetitious feeling. I was like, cool, Road to WrestleMania will start to shake things up. We'll start to get direction for things because they've because WrestleMania forces direction because you've got something to aim for and Royal Rumble really kicks it into gear. So you've got this longer period of time for WWE which is going to have focus. But in terms of the quality of Raw, the road to WrestleMania didn't help reinvigorate the show. Neither did my next hope in WrestleMania itself. It's like, oh, they'll get that massive boost, that massive kind of force, force momentum in a way from WrestleMania, and then it comes to Raw, Right in the trash for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I gave like their best show two out of five. But I was like, it's an improvement, it was like the best show <laughs> for me. I'm that's I'm lying in hope now. Money in the bank, fans returning, reaching the end of the Thunderdome era, which is going to be something really interesting to look back on. Like, those initial impressions of this, like fantastic arena or this uh just the technology and everything that's gone into it is incredible it is <laughs> dystopian it's insane <laughs> but it really is like it's a massive achievement but then yeah, obviously you've done this a fantastic technological feat to get this thing to work to create this like te- this screen crowd on this scale with the depth as well uh yeah it's really impressive then you come to the actual content it's being used for and for me that was the main issue Raw over the course of time, has become more and more trash. <laughs> it's just... Uh, raw... Rawky tr- trash? <laughs> yes, rawky <walkie> trash. <laughs> it's just... Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame that that technology got used for such crap shows, <laughs> really. and Because I've said before that, like, WWE's production, it's top tier. And when I say their production is top tier, I don't... I'm not including the, I guess... Truck production side of it—it's difficult to say because, as in, like the arena itself, the actual cameramen themselves in the arena capturing the shots—the way that it's all created and lit, the staging and everything—it's—it's an impressive achievement. And to be fair, I'll say the same of AEW—like just putting that on and recording it—it's an absolutely massive job, a mass, an incredible team effort. And the fact that WWE looks as good as it does is like, yeah, massive, incredible praise. I feel like me saying massive, incredible praise isn't enough because of the scale of the job they do. But then it's little things. <laughs> just like, the for me, absolutely the pacing of the cutting. They they do these, um, I guess, really, really strong, really high level filming of the thing, but then cut so incredibly quickly that it just, well, makes all of it void. Like, what's the point? <laughs> a prime example, Vaughn Strowman lifting over a big heavy truck. That is really impressive. And he actually did it. But they cut so many times during him doing it that there was absolutely no point in him doing it. <laughs> As in, when you watched it, it felt so fake. As in, the reason we are cutting is because he's not actually doing it. We're trying to kind of build this, oh my God, level of stuff. Whilst, at the same time, that kind of... it the fact that he's not actually doing it because he's cutting so quickly you can't take it in, but he actually did it. That was just like bad production. <laughs> it's just weird. Uh, but again, the actual filming of the thing was great. It was just just the camera cuts, and that's kind of my feeling of like, the Thunderdome in terms of like the production side of it. The biggest letdown is easily the creative side. Uh, again. What they're bringing it out to do. Because I can, I can make, have little nitpicks. Like the sound and things. But in this COVID era. Like every kind of. Uh, from sports entertainment. To football over here in the UK. They've tried to find ways. And to varying success. And obviously WWE very strongly. Which a lot like the football over here. Where it, it just felt like a bloke with a button. <laughs> what helped was the virtual fans over here. Uh, in WWE. That helped. But because then you have got the visual component to go with it, and they are directed like a studio audience, so you are controlling studio audience and you're controlling their noise as well. So that kind of helps it gel. But yeah, it was disjointed at times. But I'm not going to rat on that too much because for me, it is the creative side, and that's the thing I found so incredibly difficult to get through <laughs> these shows. And I'm building to a point here. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, it's the long route. i taking the scenic route. But I'm getting there. But yeah, so I, I really, I've really struggled with Raw, especially in 2021, where, because there were these little p- points where you think, well, the, this could be a really top level kind of like igniting of the fire to reinvigorate the show. And then that show happens. The pay views has normally been top standard. they it's like, oh yeah, the top, yeah, the pay views themselves, they've put on great matches. Like you come out of it feeling a bit better Then you watch Raw. And it's like, what is this crap? <laughs> it's just so difficult to get through. Uh, just as that format of a show I watch it and I, I enjoy the pay-per-views and I go to Raw and watching Raw going I, I the pay-per-view flew by but this feels so incredibly outdated and it's so difficult to get through <laughs> it's, just, it's lacking in focus the I don't know what's going to be canon in two weeks so why would I care about anything there's no there's the character consistency there's like so many different things um, which isn't always the case with Smackdown either but yeah so with Raw in the Thunderdome era I kind of can't wait for live fans because if you put on this product in front of live fans, surely they're not going to take it. (laughs) And part of my comment there is they, this kind of slope that WWE were on, they were on this slope before COVID as in this quality, it was going down all, it was already happening. It was. Uh, it's just kind of like a bit of a countdown to it. Th- the thing that helped for, ex- for, like, my example was the. For me, the worst of it was when they moved to Fox in terms of recent memory. When they moved to Fox, and it's like, oh god. I- I guess I'm guessing talking about past three years specifically because 2017 SmackDown. For me, that's such a shame. <laughs> the India deal with the Soak the and vein and the rest of the show. Kind of character focus was a bit all over the place as well, but. Like it with the when they after they moved to Fox and the the Baron Corbin Roman Reigns stuff was the main storyline on the show. Like I, I stopped watching the show <laughs> or I really wanted to. I can't which one I did because <laughs> I was writing weekly columns at the time. So that was yeah. I'm going on a massive tangent. <laughs> My point being, there have been there's been that quality slope and they've been falling down it already. And on Fox they showed it was happening. And WWE have this weird tendency where only one of their shows is good at a time and the other one is just crap. And it just so happens in the modern day, SmackDown is the stronger show than Monday Night Raw. But my kind of view of it at the moment is, actually, the Roman Reigns stuff is great. I'm really enjoying the Roman Reigns stuff. Really, really, like the arguably the best character in American wrestling today. Uh, or TV American wrestling so I don't know the indies well enough (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah it's that good the rest of the show if you take out Roman Reigns and you replace it like you switch the title scenes on the shows so you have the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre I guess Kofi stuff over on Smackdown and you have Roman Reigns on Raw doing similar stuff with I guess the similar wrestlers like Smackdown wouldn't be much better <laughs> it's they've got not only, so on SmackDown. Not only have they got like the what like a good story. They've got arguably one of the best stories and characters they've told in the company's history. Like Roman Reigns character for me really is up there. It's one of the best characters they've created, and that effort consistency is there. But you take him off SmackDown. SmackDown's not that much better of a show. They've got a problem, and the reports coming out of the Vision Man knowing their stale like. We'll wait and see. We've heard this before. We've had the apology straight to the fans to open a show up on the Night more The promise of change and things in the future, of new faces, of new ways of doing things. And it got worse and worse. And now we're at a point where it is, it's just stale. And, like, internet reviewers are stopping reviewing the show. Because <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> the pain just isn't worth it. And... Yeah, like um I found out if I'm not very well like I have been over this month, I've really struggled for fucking consistency myself. Yeah, I, I found out if I uh, if I'm in that state, I don't watch the show. If I'm not doing this with you, don't watch the show. I flat out don't watch it. I might watch NXT. I'll watch AEW, because I can watch that. I've got no like other like side thing to do. I just enjoy it, I can go through it at my own pace, whatever. I can pause it, it doesn't matter, I can leave it a day, it's fine. And then, I mean, the current schedule doesn't help. <laughs> I'm struggling currently to fit it in. Uh, but yeah, when it's on a Wednesday, it's fine. And then Smackdown, I'll check it out every now and then. But Raw, right in the bin. <laughs> it's there with two or five live. Just, are you going to watch it, Matt? No. It's not even a, a debate. <laughs> and uh, the fact it's so long as well. And I, again, I'm going to the scenic route, but I'm getting there. It's such a long show so that when that quality isn't there, you feel it tenfold. Because you feel those kind of filler matches and it, you feel like your time is being wasted whilst I'm smacked down with the shorter show. There is that tighter, th- that's a tighter fit to it. So it really doesn't matter. With NXT, I could tune out. Where, where, for me, when NXT was at its peak, I was perfectly happy to tune out for sometimes months. <laughs> but with the shows being one hour, there was very little downtime. So there was never any time for filler or anything. you still got your like, new wrestler showcases as people figured out characters. But then, come to Monday Night Raw, and it, so quite often there's, it feels like there's absolute filler, or repetitive matches, like ad nauseum. <laughs> it is, okay, so this this match here, which we've already seen these people wrestle, but I know it's going to finish a certain way, so that the feud must continue. They must wrestle again. <laughs> so it's like, ugh. Uh, yeah, it's a much... so For me, coming out of the Thunderdome era, I don't know if live fans will be enough, or if they need... A much bigger shakeup than they've ever done with Raw. I don't know about SmackDown SmackDown's getting praises, but my kind of look at it is they're telling one abs all-time great story that is elevating the entire show. SmackDown is at its best when Reigns is all over it. However, Raw haven't got obviously Raw hasn't got that. They aren't telling one of the all-time greatest stories WWE have told it's just not happening (laughs) like obviously i don't expect that level from any company that's a ridiculous bar to be setting but it it is the truth raw is smackdown without reigns but also an hour longer quite often with filler more repetition you get repeat matches on smackdown a lot but again the tighter show you don't get that filler with it as well so yeah it needs an absolutely for me. Quite, quite arguably its biggest shakeup possibly since going from early 90s PG to Attitude Era. Just that, that huge shakeup, up where they made that conscious decision to make a massive change. Not just little things. Not just slightly different... Oh, we've got a crane camera now. <laughs> not things like that. As in much bigger core issues. And some of them may include production stuff. But... I, like core core things that are kind of like the way that the company writes this uh, presents their stories. I was going to say writes, but presents it is probably more a kind of what I'm looking at here. There's, there's a massive shift that I I think might have to change. I don't know what that is. I'm not going to suggest stuff. I'm not that kind of reviewer. Whereas like, well, I know all the right things. I don't. I don't know all the right things. But as a, a fellow uh, writer here on Laws of page slash writing Headlines, as uh, Tim Rose put in a column, don't need to be an expert to know that the car that's drove through the wall is a bit of a problem <laughs> for your business. <laughs> it's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. And WWE are that restaurant with a car that's drove through the front window. Should probably take, you don't know, look into it. <laughs> so, yeah. But taking all that into account, into account, it's kind of like my down feeling on war, I've been giving it ones and twos out of fives since WrestleMania, and I was giving it that score before WrestleMania as well. There was just the hype of WrestleMania does help in that circumstance, but it was still holding out hope that WrestleMania would change it, but then we got more consistently ones after WrestleMania, and I was praising a 2 whenever it happened. This, quite comfortably, is a 3, which I really enjoyed, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if people give it 4s, or I guess the equivalent of an 8, <laughs> doing it a 10 or whatever, Uh, yeah I wouldn't be surprised probably because I mean by raw standards it's probably like a four by the bar that I'm measuring them against but I guess like a different bar three I guess but for raw that's really good (laughs) like I for me like the most important thing is I got through this show as I was saying earlier I really struggled to get through raw most weeks I have a pause it I walk away I come back I've been noting down my fatigue point as I as I noticed, I was like, well, I was noticing I was getting tired of the show. I was waiting for it to get over. I start looking at my phone, seeing how long was left on the timer. I can do that. I live in the future. I live in the, yeah, I live in the future. So I watch it. I watched it recorded. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to realise that made any sense. Yeah, so I I know how long's left on the show. I can just pause it and see. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get through raw easily. It's fair to say. <laughs> So when I do, I'm like, oh, bloody hell, I could take a note of this. Like, I'm not I'm not looking at the time going, right, this was my fatigue point. This is when I was ready for the show to end. I didn't have to do any of that. I got through this show incredibly easily. And I actually enjoyed myself in, in a nice little, see, it can be done. <laughs> it is possible. And maybe it was the, uh, the matches with stakes in the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. It was uh, feeding off Hell in so itself. So what had come like previously, we then kind of went into uh, what happened next. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't really any filler, any downtime. And if it was filler, it was backstage character rather than a meaningless match. And I value that so incredibly more. And then if you've got time to fill and you've got that choice, 100% of the time, use it for character that you otherwise wouldn't get time to develop. WWE Raw is three hours long and the amount of repetitive matches that were spinning into nowhere at <laughs> lightning speed that we were getting and then we're now getting, like the uh, Mansour stuff. It's like, yeah, I value that so much more. So, and they use that to set up multiple lines of feuds for things to go to in the future. Yeah, all the applause, all the applause. Anyway, I enjoyed this war. That's the long route I was getting to. <laughs> in a big surprise, this is a positive war review. And again, like, I will still critique things, I will still have a few moans, but overall, I did enjoy this show. It's a positive review. For me, a three out of five more show is worth praising right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it wasn't absolutely mind-blowingly incredible or anything, but it was a show that I enjoyed and I got through and I didn't feel the three hours, which is a major improvement. <laughs> That's a top-level consistency for me. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to start off with the... we am going to go through the show in order, just quickly. I realise I'm 30 minutes into the show. I try and keep, the, keep these under an hour. So uh, let's we'll see how quickly this takes us. So the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. For like the bulk of this show, they said at the start, is going to be five. So get ready, there's five. And yeah, there, there was five. Good on you. Good on you. So our first one was AJ Styles, accompanied by Big Boy Omos, versus Richard O'Shea. Surprise results, Batman! <laughs> A run of qualifiers that had like assured victors in my mind. Like the featured versus not as heavily featured normally brings an aura of predictability. Not on this night. Using that expectation against us in the best way. Like, kudos WWE, you did good. On this night, you did us proud. Uh, Richards Fast Athletics working their impressive stuff against AJ's veteran style. But Styles was the man in full control. O'Shea down in the middle as Styles set up for the phenomenal forearm. When down ran his tag team championship rivals, the Viking Raiders. Distraction! Almost tricked into charging through the barricade like the big brawn before him. And uh, action! Chaos! Fast nines in cinemas! Ricochet! (laughs) Counters the forearm with a recoil for the surprise win. And yeah, this is going to be a theme on this show. But I still enjoyed it. That's why I don't rate it too incredibly highly. I'm going through the show going I'm enjoying it. This was a very easy show to get through. Yeah, well done to you. Every result was a screw finish. <laughs> so that's the balancing act here. So when I when I say I got through this show, I enjoyed it. I had a decent time. i put putting it on there as well. But I'm still I still got my critiques. There wasn't one clean finish. <laughs> like the main event was the only one. <laughs> so there is still that there is still that point. But again, I still enjoyed myself. After that. Asuka and Naomi versus Eva Marie and dodrop in a match that I kept forgetting was a Money in the Bank qualifier to the point where I was like, they did mention it, right? <laughs> they surely mentioned it. I must have just missed it because I was writing notes. That was my kind of thought process. Uh, yeah, Asuka and Naomi versus Eva Marie and Do a Drop. At least we got the context. So I, when the name was kind of announced, it's just like, hmm... Right, that's crap. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, Okay, yeah, that, that really sucks. But when we saw it in action on the show, yeah, I've got absolutely zero problems with it whatsoever. It feels like a one-night thing. And if she goes back, I, I, my least favourite thing is if you shorty G it. Don't own it. No, this is a flat-out insult. It's not strong to own this. Just go by a name. <laughs> Uh, at le- so here, we're, like, we got the context of it being a mean, controlling nickname from the rather heel, Eva. And like that being the spot later on for her to immediately call Marie out on her shit and <laughs> refuse to tag once the lass had tagged in to claim the win for herself. So Marie was in there all by herself. And we got our like twist on the expected. Like, What helped is that I forgot this was a Money in the Bank match as I was watching it. Like me, sat there expecting a repeat of last week, but yeah, of course Eva Marie and Dewdrop weren't going to be competing in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Piper playing wise to Eva's character was a nice unexpected initial beat for this new run, and rolled up she does get for a loss. Asker and Naomi qualify, and that is our second distraction surprise win. Uh, this time with a roll-up. Our first roll-up of the night. And my moustache hair is curling up onto my nose. <laughs> it's quite irritating. Uh, after that, speaking of quite irritating, Adam Pearce has signed Deville with a raw women's division... I've uh, written intervention, but they did jack crap. So this was my least favourite segment on the, on the show. Stilted dialogue time! Hooray! Oh, and Ray is healed this week. Changes with the tide, her writing. Uh, trying, trying to make sense... Of a BSDQ finish designed to keep the food going. But it's a DQ that we've seen not be a DQ countless times. Aside from this time. As plot convenience. <laughs> so it's like, oh. When the rules of your world don't matter and can be manipulated for plot convenience. Then none of your rules matter. Yeah. Like the same as. It's in the same vein of Mandy Rose, Anthony Deville just not Deville, Money Rose and Dana book. just leaving because that's just as good as a win. Is it? As in, <laughs> just in that, if this one thing doesn't matter, then knock down, you follow the pattern. Like, it's a domino effect. Like, well, the next thing in line doesn't matter either, this and that and that. You've got to then reconvince me that it matters because you've told me it doesn't matter. You've told me this other thing that isn't the result of the match matters equally. Right, so why, why does the result matter? Like that's the next domino. <laughs> why does any result matter if that's the case? But yeah, having your rules bend at the will of plot convenience, and well, we'll then do why do any of your rules matter? Like if you're going to give a DQ, I'm expecting it to be a BS thing which was a rule previously, or it wasn't a rule, or it doesn't matter. We're gonna we are going to see someone do what Charlotte Flair, what at did at Hell in a Cell. And it's not going to be DQ. I guarantee it, it's the next time it happens. (laughs) It's never been a DQ until Hennessel this week. And it won't be again. It's purely for plot convenience. Like when I'm asked to explain the rules of the Royal Rumble, it's like, ah, plot convenience. Like, oh, is it illegal to bring in a weapon? Depends on if they want it to be legal or not this year. (laughs) It's the answer. (laughs) Finley disqualified. The whole Kane versus the hardcore guy is perfectly fine. It changes on whether they want it to be legal or not. There is no consistency there. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this is that's that's my main gripe with this, with this, with this story. Obviously, on this week's vote, it's that same thing of they've booked a stupid thing and now they're trying to find like a do a segment to find a way to incorporate it and make it work for the rest of the feud you see, like, it's, as I've said before WWE are normally relatively good at that hindsight booking but then they book rubbish again and have to do it again <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense well we can make it make sense long term So like, yeah yeah then I've uh, sat here applauding the job the job they're doing now by making this thing that didn't make sense kind of makes sense and fit in a lot better but then they they've just done it again <laughs> uh, so yeah this segment was that light. Like, this, obviously, this segment set up a rematch. Who could have seen that coming? They did it immediately, though, so there's no tension of anything. And it did so with such gusto that they might as well have just given us a graphic card. Just flashed it up on the screen and said, Charlotte Flair will get a rematch against Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank. No segment. The delivery would have been equally as flat. Like, no character in this. Di- all dialogue for purpose. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, For me, the Raw Women's Division is the biggest in terms of a, I guess, upheaval or, like, massive massive need of a fix. And no, bringing in Becky Lynch doesn't suddenly fix everything. The writing quality has been the same regardless of Charlotte. So I don't expect it to be any better that suddenly Becky Lynch is back. Fans being back might help. But... They're still writing stilted crappy dialogue that any character could say. <laughs> They're still doing segments like this where every line was just plot, moving plot forward. They were plot devices. There weren't any characters in this. Uh, waste of a segment. When I say waste of a segment, it's it's purely because the exact same thing can be accomplished by a graphic card. And it wouldn't have felt, delivery would have felt just as flat, which is like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. My low point of the show. Because I massive praise for absolutely everything else. The next Money in the Bank qualifying match was Vandy Orton versus John Morrison. Uh, the surprise wins continued. Are WWE setting up a Money in the Bank to establish a new breakout star? Last time they did that, Lesnar just came out unannounced to become Beatbox Brock. <laughs> so, s- still colour me cautious in light of this optimism. <laughs> just autumn running the shop. All the signature moves in the book. Until amping up for the RKO, Miz sprayed him in the eyes with the dripstick. <laughs> That's a sentence you didn't think I'd say. <laughs> From his ringside wheelchair. Riddle out to Miz in a slow wheelchair versus scooter chase. <laughs> but Q our third distraction win to qualify for Money in the Bank on the, of the night. Morrison with a wee kick and starship pain as he joins Ricochet in qualifying. A surprise result in John Morrison beating Ricochet, which means all the other qualifying matches, suddenly, if there's a favorite in there, that doesn't mean it's gonna win. And I like that, I really do like that. And, um, and the matches were exciting, which is my other thing, like, that made this show really easy to watch. Negative being, every single one of them was a distraction win. <laughs> be it distraction roll-up, be it distraction hit a finisher, be it distraction counter, they were all distraction finishers. <laughs> so like, oh well, oh well. Uh, but matches were stronger, and as the show progressed, they got stronger and stronger. The next one, though, completely depends on what you think of Spooky Spook shenanigans. It's like, yes, also, could you get past Super Nicky? I don't know. It's weird. Normally, something like Super Nicky, you get that divisive, oh, it's utter trash, or, oh, it's fine, I I like it, it's enjoyable enough. I haven't seen too much negative ET on Super Nikki. I, I have been busy, so after watching more, I just went and did other things. I've not like stayed on Twitter and like looked at it. I've not even gone to the comments on the site. I'm doing this for, but yeah, like it's fine. I guess like what else was she? What was what she was doing before? Any better than this? This is something possibly with direction and maybe character. <laughs> I mean, it's screaming with a different kind of character. Uh, and Nikki Cross, the person herself, seems to be really into it, into it and he could really tell on the camera, because that helps me get into it. It's like her position on the card, like might as well be the weird superhero thing. <laughs> like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I won't be alone because I do this for you. <laughs> I say my amazing Scottish accent. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying the match. So this, so the women's uh, qualifying matches were tag team matches for some reason. Uh, you get to do them in bulk in that manner, I guess. But Alexa Bliss and Super Nikki, uh, versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yes, uh, yeah, Nikki Cross uh, jumping and hero poses as her superpower is now speed, and haste, uh, whilst Alexa Bliss does mind control. Ooh! As we entered a string for our superhero and supervillain team, and it suddenly clicked for me. Ah! Uh, I never predicted this to be where the fiend gimmick would head to, but we're there. Where Super Nikki is now seeming like a superhero counter to supervillain Alexa Bliss. It's like, oh, the WWE might see this and like it, and now this is the direction for this character. It's <laughs> like, like, just kind of forgetting what was before it for the uh, the supervillain and superhero little thing as... Yeah, you can kind of work at that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully you don't lose focus. Uh, the end coming in the form of mind control... Uh, on Reginald yay uh, but he stops right before hitting Nia uh, distraction enough for the win for the third time tonight as Nikki rolls up sh- or fourth time as uh, Nikki rolls up Shayna Baszler for the win hooray uh, yeah this is Raw of course there's zero sound finishes <laughs> even when the results themselves have like been more positive yeah, yeah I'll just say that uh, one of the better examples of WWE's like, Monday Night Formula this I don't really have much more to say on that. Like, Super Nicky. It's I've got I've not really got many negatives. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Why would I insult like a character at that position on the car for doing a character like this which absolutely fix affects the position that she is currently in and occupying and this character might give her a bit more longevity and nail it. Cause like how much longevity did the previous character have? Where it's wins but not really wins and if she fully gets into the superhero gimmick off the top of it, yeah. They can they can say, oh, isn't she on an absolutely amazing run, proving everybody wrong? It's like, what do you mean she's like won? She's won by not being pinned in beat the clock matches, which I'm pretty certain that was never the case. Like it's never the case that the if you if the if the, if there wasn't a pin, that means the person who wasn't the star in the beat the clock then wins. <laughs> That's never a rule before this year, uh, but and also winning in roll, with a roll up here. Like, via distraction, via, via the spooky spook mind games. But yeah, it's continuing, but she's going all in with the superhero stuff. So uh, I guess it's overcompensating and I like it. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's silly. It's in the middle of the show. It's fine. I've got no issues with it. <laughs> Do what you want, Nikki. Have fun. And uh, the, and it will translate to the screen. So Tina Marella is a fantastic example of someone having fun and it massively translating to the screen. And Nicky Cross can do the exact same thing. It's fine. Is it's it? Uh, I, I'm just not. I'm not into the spooky spook stuff. Like I'll say it. That 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 irritated me more. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, my, the mind the control stuff. I just find it crap. I just find it crap, and I don't think it's going to translate well to a live audience because it's it's so marmite. As in, it's so either you love it or you just don't get it at all. Can't stand it, <laughs> and that's me. I, I was on that side where I was like, I've really enjoyed it slightly, that we had a character in the theme that apparently had a deeper meaning. Then as time went on, very, uh, I think I may have been slower than others to just come to that conclusion that, uh, right, yeah, there is no deeper meaning. Yeah, it's been made up week to week. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and that, and that, yeah, that feeling of, oh, there's a character here who could be humpty dumpty, working humpty dumpty to the canon, you know, just putting it back together again. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. It's great. He stood out because of that. Turns out, he's, after a period of time, realised that, yep, he's just as weak to weak as everybody else. <laughs> Oregon gone. Destroyed. And, uh, under the next abyss era, it's just been so blatantly a thing. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I don't mind the Nikki Cross stuff as much because that's not the bit about the match I didn't like. <laughs> I was fine with Nicky Cross. Perfectly fine. Uh, the final men's money in the bank qualifying match which then led us into like a there's a few, few more things before going to the main event so this is the final match to talk about matt riddle versus drew mcintyre in a banger like drew mcintyre bearing the scars of war and i will just it's one, one more negative was uh Lee lashes competing in the cell again tonight because hey why the hell not like i'm not gonna go too crazy on this again positive did enjoy this role but you know it, you know, it's your weekly dose of inconsistency. Like, yeah, Drew's stuff on this show was great, but it does lose a sting like a bit of its tad when the other lad he was in the cell with is absolutely perfectly fine and has another match in the cell. He, in fact, he's so perfectly fine, he could have a second head in the cell match. <laughs> it's like, uh. Yeah, at the start of the show, Bobby Lashley tried, with his words, talked about the war he had with Drew McIntyre, but Drew did it physically. He showed us yeah, he, he did tell us as well, but he showed us as well. That bears so much more weight than Bobby Lashley's, which was just words then moved on. It's like, ah. Um It makes me not buy Drew's stuff as much, purely because the other lad was like it never happened. It's like, oh, uh, it's a bit of a shame. Anyway, really enjoyed this match. In this match, the Henderson match from the night previously really mattered. was a massive factor. And uh, it did help lead to this match because it gave a very strong story. With Riddle kicking Drew's scarred back like a smarten, uh, the Scots showing his grit and fight to keep trying to fight with his usual might, uh, but the wear and tear made him, like, made each bump hurt that extra bit more. A true back and forth, just with Drew fighting through a massive disadvantage. Like, it looks like a nice little opportunity for another surprise win. And it was! Vaugh's top names all had opportunity to qualify, and they all lost. You, you swerved me in a good way. But yeah, golf clap. <laughs> uh, this time it was Randy Orton making his way out to as the outside entity, there always has to be one. However, standing on the ramp as a piece of minor inspiration for his tag team partner. A mighty conclusion as we entered counters galore in attempts at the fi- final f- fall. Bo- I was jotting all over the face trying to say that sentence. <laughs> Both men kicking out with fatigue wearing down. Some top-notch vessel fun times. <laughs> Randy refusing to show congratulations to middle on the ramp. Uh, the friendship's not quite at that stage yet. Uh, no fear, Randy, because it doesn't matter. All you losers get another chance next week. a <laughs> But yeah, I... Did enjoy the match. I really enjoyed it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> really enjoyed the match. uh Yeah, it was a. There were some really, really strong sequences, especially the final spree where it was just like count up, move, count up, move. And yeah, really, really solid stuff. Really. I'm, yeah, if you're going to watch any match from raw watch this one. It was great. Yeah, surprise, surprise, the Drew McIntyre match on Raw was fantastic, even if his back is as scarred as it was from Hell in a Cell. Uh, Kudos to him for having a match like this after that. Good stuff, good stuff. And Matt Riddle for stepping up as well with a big, like, this is how you gradually create those new stars. Having really strong matches like this, and he's in a programme with Andy Orson as well, like, associating him with these things rather than, immediate propelling telling us with words like no you're getting us more associated with Matt Riddle b- being on TV screen with the top stars on the show I feel like he might be accepted a, lo- a lot more kind of naturally uh, with that so yeah we'll see what happens when fans return <laughs> we'll see uh, that's, I was like I could go deeper into that it's like uh, yeah because uh, no no other circumstances but life fans returning could be the s- deciding life we'll see but yeah, really strong positives from this episode of Raw. Like, yeah, a solid three out of five show. Really easy to get through. There were still the normal Raw tropes. Very few clean finishes, <laughs> but a really easy to get through show where the matches had something on the line in the Money in the Bank qualifiers. Next week's in trouble with one match, <laughs> something on the line in the uh, like losers match for the money in the bank qualifiers which also is like oh, I've never been a massive fan of that. I like the consequences. I like the idea of you losing, you don't get another opportunity that was your opportunity. I like that. Um, I mean currently the European Championships are on in the football and we're, we're now reaching the stage of uh, knockouts which means there's I was trying to remember, I think it's 16 teams I think that's right. <laughs> there's 16 teams and only eight go through. You lose. That's it. There is no losers round or circle or sort of, Well, there's a third place. That, don't complicate it. <laughs> don't ever complicate. My <laughs> well, point being, once you reach that stage of qualifying or not, there's no other chance. Like that's it. You're out, and the consequences are very, very real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it loses its sting. If there was a, oh, but if you want to get to the big final, there is this other opportunity. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, plus, I'm assuming you can write out. It's one of those who are like, oh, it might be a bit predictable where they're going with it. But with Matt Riddle in the match already, it's prime for Randy Orton to qualify. AJ Styles has got his Viking Leaders thing, and Drew McIntyre has got his step away from the title scene for a little bit thing, which I feel like he should have. And yeah, he can have a singles match. He's a big enough star to have a singles match at the pay-per-view. That's all right. Yeah anyway that is the end of the review and a positive review from a night raw genuine positives like so golf clap you did it well done well done on, well done on chap you've put on a jolly show uh yeah strong strong stuff from my night raw. not strong stuff but solid stuff an easy show to watch i was entertained it was uh very very easy to get through yeah uh, again match of the night again drew vs matt riddle definitely check that one out And, again, in terms of how much you'd enjoy this show, depends about your spooky bollocks, depends how much you find with something slightly more silly in the Nicky Fuss stuff, and with the Hell in a Cell itself. Depends, can you get past a Hell in a Cell match getting booked on a whim? (laughs) Because the match itself was fun and entertaining and fine, but I totally understand if you personally cannot get past (laughs) a match that you once held dear as being this massive, story-like feud-ending ordeal because it's such a dangerous stipulation... And now you get a match booked on a whim. <laughs> it's it's quite the scale downwards, but the match itself was fun and it was fine. The show was easy to watch. So yeah, I, I say I don't give numbers and I've been saying I'm because of giving ones and twos and threes out of fives. But I get, because I like to give a bit more kind of context to it. It's like, ah, first statements of things rather than a thing out of five. It's like, ah, I'd probably say... It's it's that it's that line. If you can it was entertaining with its normal RAW quirks. So if you can get past them like those quirks, then you'll have a good time. It'll be fine. Because the match is entertaining enough. So yeah, positive. Anyway, that is the end of the RAW review. Thank you for watching, liking, uh, engaging in any form in any manner. Everything is always greatly appreciated. Uh, I always I'll try and be in the comments, I suck at that. Uh, but yeah, so I will be Live, I think next Monday. And we're not able to not able to do an NXT review this week because so I will be back next month, uh, Tuesday. Uh, main reason for the NXT reviews is I'm I just I'm struggling with health and consistency. I I've when I, when I do this review, like my, like my eyes have been <laughs> knackeredly blurry for over half of this. <laughs> I'm I think it's just I'm just getting over illness. I'm just not 100, percent and uh, yeah, so I can't do this two nights in a row. Uh, so I just need to recover. And whenever I can, I'll get back to the NXT reviews whenever I'm fit enough. So apologies if that's your favourite one. <laughs> I know the internal kind of awards we do over at Wrestling Headlines. I know the NXT review. That's the one that got the votes for my stuff. Assumably because, assumedly because out of like the nerdy wrestling fans, they don't watch Raw. <laughs> they thought it was crap and stopped watching. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense that they would watch NXT and then maybe do a review. Anyway... So, uh, yes, I'll do an NXT review whenever I'm fit enough to. Uh, Also, uh, streaming on Twitch. I did a stream earlier today uh, playing the uh, Outer Worlds with a character with the lowest intelligence possible, so that's a bit of fun. And on Friday, I'm planning to stream some Yakuza Zero because I'm slowly working my way through that. So, yeah, come join me. I made affiliate. That was a nice little milestone to beat. Anyway, anyway, I'll be back next Tuesday to review Raw. Again, hopefully... I'll be able to do Smackdown at some point in the future. This was the first week that felt like that was in sight, within sight, (laughs) because I've got an area to actually do reviews. Uh, Finally, a better camera's arrived. (laughs) So you might've noticed it's slightly less blurry. My internet's not much better, so enjoy the still relatively low bit (laughs) rate. But yeah, yeah, slowly, baby steps, they're happening. The future's surviving, it's getting better. So yeah, anyway, with that, what did you make of One Night and Helena in a Cell? Are you as, like, oh, oh, Hell in a Cell, Bookton and Women Raw? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> or do you enjoy it? You're fine with it. Did you overall enjoy the show like I did, or is it still below average for you? Yeah. Hit me up, let me know. Follow me on Twitter, at the damn Implicatus Damn as do Damn. Also, as I said, uh, over on Twitch, at the implication of two S's. Uh, those, those links have been underneath me the entire time. Also, for Wrestling Headlines itself, over on Twitter Russell Headlines. That's Wrestle without the E. And over on Facebook at Wrestling Headlines as well. For all your latest wrestling news. Anyway, with that, thank you for watching. I'll see you this time next week to hopefully rev- not review a crap episode of Raw. I'd like this to last more than a week. That would be nice. Positivity's nice and it's great. <laughs> i like it, it's. I'd quite like to not dread having to watch a crap show and write a review about it. I, I'd like that. Please. (laughs) Anyway, with that, bid you adieu. Adios.